This is a Balanced Brain Podcast with your hosts, Melanie Nicholson and Sean Clift. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Balanced Brain Podcast. My name's Sean Clift, and I'm joined with my good friend and co-host, Melanie Nicholson. Melanie, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks, Sean. And um, yeah, I'm really happy to be talking about meditation. Yeah, so our episode today is about meditation. Let's get straight into it. Melanie, I know that you've been practicing meditation for about 15 years. So how did you get started? What what got you into meditation? Oh, yeah, well, it was around my accident. So my um, traumatic brain injury. And after I'd come out of rehab, um, and I guess I've got my cognitive skills back. Uh, I've always been a, a full-on thinker and I, it just became overwhelmed with thoughts. So I actually went and saw a psychologist who specialised in brain injury and okay. um, that she's, she introduced me to a form of meditation. Um, she used to show me videos of things like um, the waves crashing and my favourite was a car going around a mountain non-stop, just a car going around a mountain. Sure. Um, and at the time, I remember thinking, oh, what, how often I can do this? But it actually really ended up slowing down my thoughts and it was a really important part of my recovery. Right. Um, so that's that's how you got started. Then then yeah. what did you do? Did you start exploring some other, other methods or, or what happened? Yeah. Then? So then my next biggest step was guided meditation. Um, and that got me up to like 10, 15 minutes. And I just found that really helpful to, again, focus my thoughts rather than uh, I found it very hard to relax, Sean, like I always found it hard to relax. So focus for me was important. So just being able to focus on someone's um, instructions mm-hmm. uh, in, into relaxation, it was, sure. it was a really good gateway for me. Yeah. And so, and now what do you do for your practice now? I've done absolutely everything that you can think of. I've got into um, walking meditation, singing meditation. So um, walking meditation, what's that? Is it it something you listen to on headphones and... No, it's actually, I, I'm, you know, I'm, as you know, I'm lucky to live near the beach. Um, so it's literally like just walking up and down a beach and just concentrating on one foot in front of the other. So you're really just focusing on your feet and you're watching your feet just go from one step to the next. And then listening, I, I use the waves again to, to focus in. So oh. the, the walking meditation is, is a really good good starting point I think for a lot of people I was just trying to mix it up and that's that's what it happened with that okay um, so how often do you use meditation is it a daily practice or for you how, how often yeah do you- so for a long time until last year I had it a daily practice um last year is probably the first year with COVID and everything where I I lost that discipline and um I kind of paid the price for that Sean because I just had noticed that um, yeah, certainly my mental well-being was quite affected by just not having that practice. And that was just because I got consumed, like, with what was going on and mm, and the mm. fear kind of, yeah. So um, I really had to go back to having a practice this year. And, yeah, I've tried for this. This is the first year I've tried, tried mantra, which is okay. like just a constant sound, like a, you know, a particular sound like OM or, you know, I have whole mantras where I, um, sata nama like just particular words which are hindu in in nature and um i found that to be good for for these circumstances like i think you've got to mix it up and you know what works best for you is by trial and error and sure, sure. and for different times like even for a long-term meditator like me i had to try a different a whole different tack this year yeah 
Yeah. What about you, Sean? I know um, I, I'd only really found out that you had been meditating not long ago. So how did it start for you? Well, look, in a similar way, I, I battled with uh, mental health for about five years and um, I was really looking for uh, ways that weren't, um, you know, medication really to help help with the illness. Um, and I was suggested meditation by a couple of doctors and I sort of started to have a look into it and thought that I'd just um, try out a practice myself. So I remember the first time I really gave it a go and um, I went to a lake nearby lake from where I live and um, I just sort of sat down and, and just found a really nice comfortable spot that was nice and quiet and just tried to sort of clear my mind and close my eyes. And I, I found it really helpful almost straight away. After that, I started to do a little bit of reading and research. So that was probably about 18 months ago I started. Um, now for me, it's a, a daily practice. Like you, I tried a couple of different methods. So at first, I really didn't know what I was doing. And I think that can be a little bit daunting for people because you might think that you look stupid or it's silly or it's not really working or it's a waste of time. So, you know, then I started to research, well, what sort of different methods are there? So like you, I did some guided meditations, which I found really helpful when I first started out. Um, I've experimented with some um, mantra uh, meditations as well. Um, but for me now, I've almost gone back to what I originally did at the start, which is simply concentrating on my breath to start with, which I find is a really, really helpful way to get started. And the reason for that, Melanie, is that there's actually a little bit of science behind that. And that is, is that when you focus on your breath, it's the only sort of function in our body, which is both conscious or subconscious i mean most of the time we just breathe without breathe. thinking about it so yeah. we, we just sort of breathe and, and we're doing other things where it's at work or looking after the kids or doing the dishes or whatever it is that you're doing you don't even think about your breath um you know if you're doing exercise then unconsciously you start breathing heavier whereas if you can actually focus on your breath you can consciously control your breath as well so you can slow your breath down, you can make it nice and steady, you can um, control the rate of inhaling and exhaling. So it's a really good way to start to have a look at how your body and how your mind works both consciously and subconsciously, because with meditation, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get to that subconscious level. So I find focusing two or three minutes at the start of a meditation, just on breath, kind of changes your body. It gets you into a state where you're starting to think about your subconscious, not just your conscious thoughts. And the breath really focuses that subconscious mind. Then all I do is let thoughts come and go. I don't try yeah. and clear my mind because anyone who says that meditation is about clearing your mind, I just... Yeah, it's I don't not. Think, I don't <laughs> yeah. think that's achievable. So what yeah. you want to do is is just let things come in and go. And yeah. what I find is in, in, in a good meditation session, which for me is about 15 minutes, I might think about 15, 20 different subjects or topics. It just sort of comes in and out. It's quite random. 
Um, and, and, and that's a really good um, way to get started. So a lot of people think, oh, I don't know, I don't know about meditation, but really if anyone's ever been to a nice beach somewhere and just sat on their own for 10 minutes and watch the surface or watch the waves come in, essentially that's meditation. If someone's gone on a nice long walk somewhere and is a bit puffed out at the end, but finds this really great hill and really great view and looks out over the view for 10 minutes and just sort of thinks about how wonderful it is. I mean, that's meditation. What you want to yeah. do is you want to try and recreate that situation wherever you want, whether it's at home or whether it's in you know, a nice quiet room somewhere in a workplace or whatever. That's, that's the sort of thing that you're trying to recreate. Well, even just, I was just thinking about when you were saying, you know, like it's it's just bringing focus to, you know, like, yeah, things like that. I, I think about when my niece and nephews were really young and I know you remember when colouring books became all the rage? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I, but I would be, I found colouring in with my nieces and nephews to be really meditative. Like because I'm not their parents, I don't have the stresses of, you know, the, of, you know, making sure the kids are here and there, I could literally devote my time to colouring in with my niece and there. I would sometimes do it for a couple of hours. And kids are really present. Like they're just, when they focus on something and it just, I found that incredibly relaxing. So, yeah, going Mm. back to it doesn't need to be sit down and, you know, like have this structured time. Absolutely. about thinking of different ways that count as meditation. And that by colouring in, you're really starting to use your subconscious because, once you sort of start to say, okay, well, I'm going to do this colour in this particular area and you really start colouring in with the kids, and I do it with my, my daughter all the time, it just becomes something that that is automatic. It's a little bit like driving. I mean, yeah. a lot of the times when you're driving the car, you're not really thinking about changing gears and how fast or slow you're going. You're just sort of going along with the flow of the traffic. It's not until you sort of need to snap out and think, oh, where do I need to turn here to get off the freeway? Or or somebody's pulled up in front of me, I need to slow down quickly. Your subconscious flicks back into consciousness. It's a little bit like a musician. Um, I mean, I've played music all my life and and I find I get into a meditative state when I'm playing drums in a band, for example. I mean, when I'm drumming with other musicians, I'm so practiced at the art of drumming that I don't really think about, think about what, what I'm doing with my hands or my legs. I'm really focusing on what the other musicians are doing and focusing on the music. Sure, there might become a little tricky part where there's a timing change or I need to do a, a particular kind of drum feel, which becomes a little bit more complicated. And then you, you flick, you go from subconscious back into conscious to do that bit and then you slot back into the groove so musicians find themselves in a meditative state as well so uh, so when you're practicing meditation that's what you're trying to do you're trying to get yourself to recreate when your subconscious mind starts taking over yeah rather than the conscious mind and going back to the breath, on like I, where I've learned mantras, I started Kundalini yoga this year, and yeah. Kundalini yoga is com- almost completely about the breath. Yep. And uh, I found myself, in parts, at first quite resistant to it because I've realised that I've spent a lot of years chest breathing, which we know through the science is is related to anxiety can be you know like it's a stress Mm -hmm. response Mm -hmm. um so kundalini is all about learning to breathe of course through the belly and just really focusing on that holding positions um you know like with the breath and and actually being so focused on the breath that 
yeah, some of those difficult thoughts can come in like, oh, this frustration of actually being conscious of the breath. I know it sounds strange, but it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I should be able to just do this all the time. So that's been, I was quite resistant to doing any type of um, breath practice like that for a long time and I wanted to know why that was so yeah and why was that what why were you anxious about that uh I think because I I just didn't want to overcomplicate something when I'd already had lots so much overcomplication in my life not realizing that the breath is essential to to bring consciousness to because it actually it, it just even being able to do three deep breaths through your nose, if that can be just the quickest way to calmness. And I, I don't know why I was resistant for that for so long when it's really just, it's probably something I even did when I was younger. Like I used to go to the doctors and you know how you used to have to get a needle. And I remember actually doing it when I was a kid, I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to calm my breath. So I, I, mm-hmm. I guess I've been doing it unconsciously and I was sure. a blood donor for a long time and I, I, sure. I did it that way. But when it came to actual um, like a proper meditation yoga practice that was solely focused on it, um, yeah, so I, that's, I guess that's part of kundalini yoga is learning about what that resistance is to breath, which is life, right? Like right, exactly. I want to get deep in that. But, um, yeah, so I, I mean, now with restrictions that have come through in Newcastle we haven't been able to, to practice but it's certainly something I'm really interested in and I think it's just going to deepen my meditation practice even more and, and make me more connected to the breath which I think is going to become a really critical element particularly over the last 18 months with COVID like that that stress response on the body and the nervous system I think breath's going to be, become a really something that people may not have ever thought about but now want to learn a bit more about. Absolutely. Look, what I want to do is I want to, I've got some research here actually on the benefits of meditation, but before I go through it, what I want to do is what's the benefits for you just personally? What, what, what do you get out of it? What do I get out of it? I get, I I do get an overwhelming sense of well-being, and for, for me, the fear goes. So any fear of the unknown or fear of the future, when I'm really, really, when I'm actually getting in that zone, that's what people talk about, I realise that all is okay. Mm. (laughs) Like it's that nothingness that, you know, when you're really, I've had some incredible moments of just being able to see the bigger picture of life and sort of almost step out of my body to understand that, yeah, that, that things work out <laughs> and yeah, that there so is you, a much bigger picture here. And I've always had that kind of spiritual belief, but I can't tell you how overwhelming it is when you when you get that sent, that moment. And I've had it in, when I'm singing in the choir where I've just become so overwhelmed with a knowingness that everything, we're connected and that it is yeah. about love. And I know that sounds, you know, it sounds a bit oh, wishy-washy, but I can't tell you how those those moments are and that's where meditation leads you to well it's about the present isn't it because yeah. that's what you're really doing you're sort of forgetting about what's going on on in the past you try not to worry too much about what's coming up in your day or what's happening in the world or what's happening over the next few weeks what you're really trying to do is just be in the moment and mm. that's that's when that's that's when you, you're feeling like you're in a meditative state is when you're in the moment and that's what I'm saying. Like most people have experienced that being in the moment, whether it's 
playing some music or whether it's dancing, being with your friends and dancing, or whether it's just sitting at the beach and watching the amazing view when you get into the moment, that's what you're trying to re- recreate when you meditate yeah. is being in the present. And that's why you, you experience those feelings. And I think for, for what's going on at the moment, people don't generally have access to that, right? They may not be able to get to the place where, you know, physically where they may yeah. have had that sense yeah. of well-being. So then that's about really going within and you can experience that in your own lounge room by yourself, sure. having that yeah. feeling. And I think that that is, that, that came for me quite a few years after my first experience with meditation, being able to actually meditate anywhere and yeah. still get that sense because I had to be in nature a lot of the time or I had to be thinking about nature or visualising it. But, yeah, you know. Really- As, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was a critical um, factor in me improving my mental health. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it was a vital factor. Yeah. It's not the only one. There were other, yeah. there are other things that I did, including exercise and spending a lot of time outdoors and spending a lot of time with friends and family. But meditation has been a critical part of my life. It's a daily practice for me. Um, I found that it, it dramatically helped with my thoughts of depression and anxiety. Um, it definitely made me feel much more connected to the moment, much more connected to the people around me. Um, It it made me feel calmer. It just made me feel like it was easier to deal with challenges. Um, Like like, I don't know what's going on scientifically because, but sometimes when I enter a meditative, when I get into that meditative state, I find that it feels like something's on my head. Like I feel like I'm wearing a hat or a cap or a helmet or I've got sunglasses on my head or I've got headphones on my head. And often I'll sort of reach up and there's nothing there. So there's definitely something going on in the brain. Yeah. It'd be great to find someone who can tell us more about the studies that have happened there. Yeah. But like I've actually just got a study in front of me, Mel, and I'll yeah. read it out because. The 12. The 12. Yeah. So this is. There's been quite a lot of research done now. So there's research done by Harvard and UCLA and quite a, a number of other universities, but this is found on healthline.com and there's there's a couple of um, key findings that they've found. So the first one is that it reduces stress. The second one in it helps control anxiety. And for me, that's what I was talking about before, rather than thinking about the past or thinking too much about what's coming up. It's helping me focus more on the present, which helps me with my anxiety. Um, The third thing is it promotes emotional health. So I think there's a combination of those things. But even if you're not experiencing depression or anxiety, it's just something that's really calming for Mm. you. It's something that's, um, it just helps you sort of uh, uh, focus on on your own well-being. So I think that's Um, really helpful for anyone it it enhances self-awareness and that's something that I found as well that it's it sort of helps you focus on what's the important things in life tries to sort of focus you on what you should be um, you know grateful for and have gratitude towards Um, the uh, number five is that studies have shown that it can lengthen your attention span so um, be interesting to sort of uh, find out more information about that where we have number six reduces age-related memory loss. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I haven't one. experienced that there. So there's some research there that um, regular um, people who practice meditation in older age have a much better brain function. So that's really interesting. 
um, can generate kindness. And I think that goes to, so that's number seven, generates kindness. And I think that goes back to that being sort of mindful and being more present and being more you know, just just sort of more in tune with well, what's going on. Well, it makes you more around. aware of your emotions and I think people can struggle with that and then you have you do have more empathy, more compassion for people because you, you're feeling that. Absolutely. And you can put yourself in someone else's shoes and, yeah, that's, I think we can see that that's not happening a lot at the moment so that would be awesome for people to, yeah, to focus yeah. on that. So number eight, it's a uh, research is showing that it may help people um, fight addictions. So research has shown that meditation helped people to learn to redirect their attention, manage their emotions and impulses. So that's really interesting. Number nine, helps improve sleep. Um, so I know a lot of people use meditation at nighttime to help sleep. For me, I meditate in the morning. That's, that's I, I get up nice and early, so I've got the time to myself in the morning. That's that's my practice, but I know a lot of people um, ha have guided meditations to help them with sleep. Um, number ten helps control pain. Um, so there's a, a, a lot of research that's coming out now that um, people who use meditation um, can help control pain as well as using medications. That's really interesting. Uh, number eleven, uh, the research has shown that it can help decrease blood pressure. And finally, number 12, the best thing about it is that it is accessible anywhere. And I think that's one of the best things about meditation is that you don't need yeah. a gym membership. You don't need to be a member of a club. You don't need to conglomerate in a special building or special equipment. It really can be done anywhere. It can be done, you know, in your office, in your house, on the beach, wherever's comfortable and suitable for you. And it's, it's even good to try it when you think it's really not a good place to meditate, like somewhere really noisy. You know, some, you may even be in a room full of people and things are going on around you. You, don't, you know, like you can actually just quieten your mind even with people around you. Um, you know, I think a good one is power tools for me. Like <laughs> power tools drive me crazy. And oh, so yeah. I, I do actually just focus on the power tool and just like, you know, like, yeah, really bring my awareness in and actually just makes me less, you know, sensitive to it. So you can yeah, you yeah, definitely. try it. Yeah, it's not, it's not where you don't need perfect conditions. I think that's a good point. Yeah. And I think that would encourage more people to meditate rather than the idea that you've got to sit somewhere on a, like a yogi and get into it. I think it is, yeah. So Mel, you and I, we're not experts at meditation. We're just advocates of it. We both yeah. have our own practices and um we've both found it to be really beneficial so to wrap up what what could you recommend people how can they get involved how could they start um you know a really good app that i've i've tried with a few people friends and family is headspace um yep. take take 10 which is uh, like a 10 minute guided meditation um i've actually found that for a few people i've recommended that was a really good gateway um, so yeah, it has, it's quite a well-known all around the world. Um, and yeah, I think that that has been quite, it is, it, the whole article was written about Headspace and, and the app he started and yeah, that's how yeah. people have got into it. So yeah, I think, or Insight Timer, you can, you can give those a go. I know that they're good gateways to just trying it. Yeah, great. Well, I know there's, um, 
Uh, Russell Brand, of all people, is a big believer in meditation. He's got some fantastic videos as well. If people want to sort of check his videos out on beginning meditation and some guided meditations, they're a great way to get started. Um, You know, my my advice to people would be to get started how I got started, find a really beautiful place and just try and sit down and calm your mind and focus on your breath and and give that a try. But um, definitely I would recommend anyone to start um, bringing it into their daily health and wellness routine. I think it's been so beneficial for me, something that um, is is vital to my everyday life now. It's it's just something that I, I, I take on every day. And same for me, Sean, and resuming it this year has shown me how, how important the last 15 years has been. I, I found this really great, great quote. It's an old, um, I think it's an old Hindu quote, and it says, you should find time in your busy day to meditate for 20 minutes. If you're very busy, you should find an hour to meditate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, that, and that's how important I think it is as well. Yeah. So let's wrap things up, Melanie. Yes, it's been great to talk about awesome meditation. Talk meditation. I think um, this is a great episode just to get people thinking about it if they've never thought about it before. Um, uh, we'll put some links in our show notes on yep. some of the some of the apps or some of the um, YouTube videos that we've seen, and um, give it a go, people. Thanks for yeah. listening. Great. Thanks, Sean. Thanks. Bye, for everyone. <laughs>